0: Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. And so we spent last week talking about these four spiritual journey steps that leads to a changed life. And here at our church, we use the, the acrostic dare, D A R-E, to explain what those four steps are. And so basically, anybody's looking for a spiritual relationship with God, we encourage them to take the dare and then to walk through that process uh, of spiritual growth with God, whatever that journey might look like for you. And we're not going to have time to go through all those things today, but like I said, I encourage you to go back and try to catch up on that message from last week, all right? And then if you've never done it before, we're going to encourage you to take the dare on March the 6th. March the 6th is when we're actually going to have our next class. And so we encourage you to be here for that. If you're new or you're interested in joining, if you just want to know more about our church, March the 6th, you need to write that down. And we have child care provided for you and all that kind of stuff. So we encourage you to join in with us on that. We also talked last week about a physics term called entropy, all right? Talked about that big word, entropy, that basically says that we are in a gradual state of decline into disorder. It, it, it's, it's a law that's, that's out there, the second law of thermodynamics, okay? And it says that anything that's in existence will gradually decline into disorder. And so as a church, we have to constantly fight Entropy and declining into disorder, and every organization has to do that, right? And, th- and that doesn't exclude churches. And so each year we have to refocus every year on what our vision is so that we can see clearly that we are doing God's will both as a church and as individual. Because again, God's vision for our church is also God's vision for your individual life, and that is He wants to change our church and He wants to change your life. Every single day. And so I hope each of you took that challenge last week seriously to kind of review in your own life what those four steps were and where you were in that journey along the way. Where are you right now in that journey? We closed last week with an admission, right? And I think I spoke correctly for all of us to say over the last couple of years that entropy had kind of gotten the best of us, all right? that we had all in some shape, form, or fashion kind of gone into a gradual decline into disorder in our lives. And for some of us, it was just an area too. And for many of us, it seemed like every part of our life, right? Well, that doesn't exclude our spiritual life. Now, some of you in here won't know what I'm talking about when I say the word revival, okay? Some of you will, but there used to be a time when we'd have in our churches what's called revival services, all right? Sometimes we met under tents, sometimes we met in the building, sometimes we met for two weeks, and then it got down to a week, then it got down to three days, then it got down to a weekend, then it got down to, we're just proud if you're here on Sunday morning, amen? Hallelujah. All right. So that's where we're at. But back then we used to have revival because we would, we would find out that over a period of time that our spiritual lives would gradually decline a little bit into disorder. We needed God's work to kind of fan those flames again and stir within us again the joy of our salvation. And we'd, we'd spend that time getting things right with God again, right? And we would get revived in our spirit. And so, that's, that's kind of where we left everything last week, was talking about, you know, where are we in that? Do we need a little bit of revival in our own individual lives? Because when it happens in our individual lives, it happens with the church as a whole. And so, as I thought about today's message, what I kind of wrote down to start with was entropy plus a world pandemic equals a lot of chaos. And I said, now, what am I going to do with that? You know, what What I get up and say Sunday morning its going to be encouraging to folks. Entropy, disorder, world pandemic, chaos. I mean, what am I going to do with that? Well, I was trying to struggle with all of this because, you know what? I cannot change the second law of thermodynamics. That's why it's called a law and not a theory. Y'all do know the difference between laws and theories, right? Theories are somebody's stupid idea, and laws are things that really... Are in place, all right? Well, the second law of thermodynamics, I can't change. Can't change it. It's there, all right? Things will gradually decline into disorder. You just give it long enough, right? I also, believe it or not, okay, cannot rectify all the ramifications that's been brought about through a world pandemic, okay? I I, I can't. And so I was sitting there kind of in a state of helplessness going, well, you know what? What I tell our folks... Some Sunday morning. Well, I got, di- I got interrupted. I don't know what happened. got distracted. I don't know if somebody called or somebody came in or what it was, but I got distracted, and so when I came back to things and thinking about the message for today, I found myself in my church calendar. Alright? And I started flipping back through there, and all of a sudden, the message from last week started resounding in my own head. Nikki, you said vision is what refocuses everything. Refocus. Look at your vision. You want to be life-changing. Dummy, look at how we were life-changing last year. And so I started flipping back and I started looking through. So for some of us, and I don't have time to go through everything, but I'm going to go through some things that we did in 2021 because some of you weren't even here, right, last year in 2021 or a lot of it. And if you're like me, a lot of you just forget, you know, what's going on. So I, I want to go back and review. But first I want to read you what God says in his word through Paul to the church at Ephesus as he was writing to them, which is now also a letter to us here at Eastern Heights. In Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 16 with me. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, So that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Paul says here that his vision for the church and his ministry within the church never stopped. That it wasn't just a one-time shot that he gave to that church where he prayed for them and then went along. His merry way. Or that he thought about them you know, one time and went on to something else, that he never stopped thinking about that church. He constantly thanked God for what he was doing through that church. He was constantly praying for, for the members of that church that were doing that ministry. He was constantly asking God to give that church spiritual wisdom and spiritual insight. And he was consistently praying that God would light the way for that church to go as they moved Forward. and then at the end of all of that, he says why he did that over and over and over and over again. And he said, "The reason why I can't stop thinking about you is because the vision I have for this church and what it produces, it produces a rich and glorious inheritance. That's what you're doing, folks. That's what our church is doing. We are producing a rich and glorious inheritance. And that's when God said, that's what I want the title of your message to be, Has been there, doing that. Yes, we have been places before in the past, and they were glorious. But you know what? We're still doing that. We're still moving forward. We've been there, and we are doing that. And see, God began to renew my vision. And I just kept getting more and more excited as I looked back at what God had done to change the lives of people last year. And so, again, we don't have time to look at every single thing, but I want to highlight a few of the things that we did accomplish in 2021, and I hope that it will do for you what it did for me, and that's refocus our hearts on this Valentine Day weekend to be revived in our spirits about our vision for our church moving forward. You know, last year we spent much of the first entire half of the year on staffing. On staffing, we did. Dylan Huddingcutt and his wife Katie and Barry, this time last year, they were all up in arms, all right, praying, and we were up in arms praying about what God's will for us for our next youth pastor. We voted on Dylan in March, and he's got a one-year anniversary coming up. We combined our uh, role of pastoral care with Tim Anderson, who was already fulfilling that role, with the media production, and I see one, two, three, four, five six, seven people back there now that it takes to make this online production happen week after week and not just that back there but all the other stuff that goes on during the week with the other things plus the pastoral care stuff all of that Tim Anderson we voted him into those two roles last year Jordan McCumbers, yes was voted in as our interim contemporary worship leader and she brought along with her a wonderful blessing by the name of Logan Anderson, which by the way, if y'all didn't know it, uh, they're engaged. Okay, yes. Not only are they engaged, but they they done got into stupid love. Y'all know what you mean when I was talking about that? They in stupid love with each other. They're going to get married. Yeah, yeah. They're they not, they, they not just in love. They're going to get married, and it's going to be in May. Now, I'm not saying everybody's invited. I'm just telling you about it, all right? Just want you to be in pra- want you to be in prayer for them about it, okay? But yeah, they're getting married, and what a blessing they've been been to us. And uh, that that all happened last year. If you've forgotten, Julian Ward retired after being here almost fifteen years. He retired from his secular job, which gave him the ability to retire from his church job here at the church, where he had been interim pastor a couple of times. He was our part-time senior adult pastor, and most of you don't realize we didn't even pay him to lead the traditional music over there in the in the traditional service that was done as a volunteer and so when he stepped away from his secular job it gave him the time to spend down with his uh, mom in Brunswick which she just passed away a couple of weeks ago and uh, but it gave him that time to do that and spend that time with her but when he stepped down from leading our traditional worship service Richard and Julie Cleveland stepped right in and they have been leading our traditional worship service and then, you know, we began to focus on rebuilding our programs here at the church. And so we rebooted the entire Wednesday night kids program and we started a brand new curriculum last January called Grow. And what better word for what we envision for our kids. We want them to grow in the knowledge and in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We had many new volunteers that stepped up into roles that had been vacated On many of our seven standing committees. okay, Several roles had just been vacated. The people had not returned and we needed people to step up. So people stepped up that had never served in really any capacity at all to fulfill those roles on those standing committees. We also had people step up to serve on various ministry teams and to step up to lead holes that had been left with our lift groups. Our senior adult committee, they regrouped and they rebooted the monthly senior adult luncheons with Julian's absence. That was one of the things that he would do for us. And so our senior adult committee, they took that back over in their meeting again once a month. One of our deacons, Robin Arnett, he stepped up to lead our senior uh, adult Bible study that takes place every Sunday night. Folks have continued to step up when there was a need. Our youth and our children were able for... Uh, The first time after missing for an entire year, they were able able to go to summer camp last year. And for me, I believe that youth camp and children's camp is the single most important, life-changing week of a kid's life. Okay? And they were able to return to that last year. Our friends at home ministry, they were able to return to visiting in person again our shut ins with our church, which was so very needed after being isolated for so long. We started a bus ministry to bring adults uh, who did not have transportation uh, to be able to come and be a part of our worship services. And I don't know, uh, cue that video up. See if any of y'all remember this night here that we enjoyed together. Now some of you think we loaded up all the vans and, and buses and everything and went down to Savannah, right? Or over to Mill Creek. But that, that wasn't either one of those places. That was right here in our church parking lot. About halfway through there, I think one of the guys that were lighting with beard, he was running. Because I think his beard got, caught on fire. But anyway, was that you, JC? All right. But they did a great job. We look forward to doing that again. You know, that was a fun, fun night. Well, right, you know, right after that, we braced up again, didn't we? And we masked up for what would be the start of another school year in August, the 1st of August. And folks, when you put 35,000 people together between our public school system and Georgia Southern, and you've got a virus that's going around, you're, you're going to have your numbers do exactly what they did. They went through the roof once again. And that's exactly what we saw. You know, we had kids that were quarantined. And so because they were quarantined, the parents had to quarantine, right? And then we had kids that tested positive. And and uh, and so then next thing, having their parents, they would test positive. Well, you know what? It didn't just stay out there; it fluttered on into our church here too. And we'd have people calling, you know, every week. I can't be there. I'm quarantined. I can't be there. I just tested positive. And so we had people that were quarantining and testing positive week after week after weekend. And folks, it was a challenge to all of our ministries. And I got to tell you that week in and week out, the challenges have been unrelenting even up to this morning okay it really has it's been tough but you know time after time after time our leadership and our volunteers you guys have stepped up every single time and responded to the need. Celebrate Recovery. They resumed their annual outreach event to the community when we had uh, Dr. Harry Wazden back, the ex Navy SEAL, who definitely has a life changing testimony, which basically summed up in a nutshell is don't wait until you're laying in the dirt dying to turn your life over to God and start serving. Okay? Great testimony. We had our fall festival once again. We gave our exterior a much needed Facelift by painting everything outside new colors and we got our new signage completed and installed. We had our annual agape feast again at Thanksgiving where we were able to gather together again into fellowship. Most of us were able to return to having our annual Christmas parties and we had our annual church-wide Christmas party once again, which now it's going to be an annual thing to have the church family feud, because I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun doing that. It was a lot of fun. And you know what? Folks, we were just grateful at the end of 2021 to gather together again and to be together again, to be in person again, because we found out, you know what? It makes a difference. It makes a difference when we are together. We are better together than we are apart. And so, you know, when you look at it, it looks like we invested a lot of time and energy and resources into those who were already inside the church, so to speak, right? And everything I talked about really was, but it didn't stop there. I've got more, okay? Because I continued to look at my calendar. And, you know, something very unique about our church, unlike a lot of other churches around us, is Eastern Heights Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church. And I'm going to be giving you some information information now coming up that some of you know, but some of you don't, okay? But we are a Southern Baptist church, so when we say we, that means a whole lot different than a lot of the other churches that are around us when they say we, okay? You take the largest megachurch in the United States and let them say we. We did this or we did that. It pales, it pales in comparison to when we say we as a Southern Baptist church, because as a Southern Baptist church, we are part of 46,000 other churches that are made up of 14 million people. And so when we say we, that's 14 million people shouting to the ceiling something that we've done for God. And so as a Southern Baptist Church, we are able to do a lot more together with these 46,000 other churches than we could do, ever do alone. You know, someone once asked me said, "Well, you know, what would you be if you weren't a Southern Baptist?" And I said, "Well, I guess I'd be ashamed. I'm just kidding, we have a lot of other churches that are not Southern Baptists that do great work for the Lord, but I'm proud to be a Southern Baptist, and all that we accomplish together with these 46,000 other churches. But you know, just us, as Eastern Heights Baptist Church, as a local church, we alone, just our church, gave just under $84,000 to 21 different mission organizations this past year in 2021. And so if you tithe, To our church, 5% of what you gave went to what's called the cooperative program of the Southern Baptist Convention where we cooperatively together support missionaries and mission causes all around the world and in the United States. Would anybody know in this room today where that vision started, what city that vision started in to have the cooperative program in the Southern Baptist Convention? Just up the road, Augusta, Georgia, that's right. Augusta, Georgia in 1845, someone had the vision to join these 46,000 churches. And through that, over 3,600 missionaries are doing mission work all around the world. And again, part of your tithe went to do their work and to be a part of their work and to be a part of something that you and I will probably never, they'll go to places we'll never get to go. And so you're a part of supporting that. You know, a portion of your tithe last year went to the Georgia Baptist Convention. And so that's made up of, uh, of a lot of churches. I forget how many now exactly, but uh, they had a vision uh, to put together all the churches in Georgia that were Baptist churches in 1820. Let's put all our Baptist churches together. We'll form the Georgia Baptist Convention. And as a result, they now have thousands of churches in the state of Georgia that provides dozens of ministries all over this state, ranging everywhere from children's homes for orphans to retirement villages for retired pastors and ministers and other people uh, that are retired now and need a, a place to live to the BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministries, over here at Georgia Uh, Southern uh, to provide disaster relief in case there were ever a huge disaster did y'all know by the way that we are a uh, designated location for one of those centers uh, uh, to have a command station right here at our church because of our proximity to the coast we are already designated through the Georgia Baptist Convention to be one of those churches where they would come in and they would set up command center here to help people and and you know what you Eastern Heights Baptist Church, and you as a part of that, you are a part of every one of those ministries that goes on through the Southern Baptist Convention and the Georgia Baptist Convention. Last year, did you know 2% of your tithe went for Orba, which is the Ogeechee River Baptist Association? So that is about 40 churches right here locally that have come together to do more together than we can apart. And so 2% of your giving last year went to help Mostly the smaller, more rural churches in a variety of ways to enhance their ministries. But we together are part of helping these smaller churches do that. So again, we are bigger than just ourselves. And then as Eastern Heights Baptist Church, just us, just us right here on the corner, right? We also assisted 18 other mission organizations and people with that $84,000, almost $84,000, including the Hazel family, who are part of our church, Jeremy and Claudia and Anastasia. uh, They're here right now. They serve in Africa, but they're here on furlough. They're going back in April. I'm excited for him to share. Uh, what God is doing with them in, in March. He's going to be sharing with us about their ministry. Jesus Rocks is a local ministry right here through our church that is uh, mostly led by our administrative assistant, Tracy Radney. Now, she has a lot of other people that will help her out. She'll tell you that. But you know, last year they went to Mill Creek Park uh, for one of their major events and shared the gospel with hundreds of people over there. They set up in a neighborhood that had a yard sale last year, painted rocks. Talked about Jesus and had a child except Jesus Christ right there at a yard sale in the neighborhood. They provided blankets for residents at Heritage Inn last year. They went caroling over Christmas time to our shut-ins, which they just absolutely love, by the way. Your fifth Sunday offering that you give at the door every fifth Sunday for our Deacon Benevolence Fund allowed our deacons to give over six thousand dollars to five needy families in our church last year that were desperately in need of financial. Assistance and our deacons are going to continue to provide that in 2022 as you continue to give and to be generous in your giving. Our second Saturday food pantry that went on yesterday, right? Last year alone, we gave over 1,200 bags to more than 200 different families that have no other connection with our church other than receiving that assistance. And you know what? Not only does your tithe buy that food that goes in those bags but a tithe of your time is what packs those bags and then distributes those bags out to our community our online presence our online presence not just here for our church members but you know we have people in other parts of the world that watch and listen to our messages each and every week it's it's amazing did you know our website Gets an average now this is just an average they get an average of 36 hits a day on our website alone, ranging anywhere from growing our kids to our youth ministry to celebrate recovery to when our lift groups meet to our online giving and more information about the food pantry and on and on I could go I mean 36 average hits a day that's thousands a month folks and so this is what we accomplished as a Southern Baptist Church as a Georgia Baptist Church and as Eastern Heights Baptist Church. And the reason why we could do all of that is because you as an individual church member, you committed to figure out what your role is in God's work here on this earth, and then you faithfully committed to carry out that role in making a difference in people's lives through a ministry here at our church this last year. You know, it's been said that hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I hope that this brief review has renewed in your heart and in your mind and refreshed and rekindled a love for your church and a vision for your church to be life-changing that maybe had gotten watered down a little bit or had gone a little dry because, as I said last week, God's vision for our church is the exact same vision that He has for your life, and that's to change it. See, God wants you to know that you were created to discover your purpose and role here on this earth. You were created to develop and apply godly habits to your life in order to live out that purpose. You were created to recognize that God has uniquely and wonderfully designed and gifted you to serve in a ministry at our church. And then last of all, He has created you to explore opportunities To live all of that out and make a difference in people's lives through a ministry here in the church. That's the four steps that we talked about last week. That's what it means to be life-changing. And so we encourage every single person that wants a life-changing experience with God to take the dare and to go through those four steps in your spiritual journey with God. And as I asked you last week, how are you doing in those areas right now? And I encourage you, if you'll remember, to, number one, to restore your relationship with God and confess anything that was sin that might have gotten away of your fellowship with God and caused that flame to die down. And then I encourage you to follow His instructions because He's given us wonderful instructions. From cover to cover, those four steps are in there. He has given us the path that we need to take. We just need to be obedient and make sure that we are following it. So the question today is, what is your next step. And I know some of you would say, you know what, I've experienced all those four steps. I've been there and I've done that. But is there anyone here today who really believes that you've arrived spiritually? You don't have to raise your hand, but anybody believes you've arrived spiritually? Because I believe when it comes to God's vision for our church and for our lives as individuals, that there is always more Of God for you. I do. I believe there's always more of God for you. I believe God has much more for you than you've experienced up to this point in your life. And so if you're here today and you don't believe that, whether you admitted it a while ago or not, you think you've already arrived spiritually if you don't think God has anything else for you. Your vision is, you know what, I've been there and I've done that. But the flip side of that and understanding that God always has more for you, it's when your vision becomes, you know what, been there doing that yeah I've been there I've been over there in that department for years and years and years but you know what I'm still gonna be doing that because that's what God has called me to do that's my passion that's where I'm gifted that's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna serve God there been there and I'm gonna keep doing that Paul who knew God always had more said it this way flip over just one page to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 It says this now all glory to God who is able Through his mighty power at work within us, us, Eastern Heights Baptist Church, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Man, I wish I could have said it that great. But Paul said it. What he's saying is, you know what? Our greatest vision, whatever that might be for us here at Eastern Heights Baptist Church, it actually pales in comparison to God's vision for Eastern Heights Baptist Church. And it pales in comparison to God's vision for your own individual life. You have not even thought about what God might want to do with your life. It is beyond your comprehension. It is infinitely more than you've ever dreamed of. And I look forward to us talking more about that next week. But for right now, what's your next step? What's your next step as an individual? To be prepared for whatever God has for you in 2022. For some of you, it might be to take the dare, March the 6th. Find out what God wants for your life. For some of you, it may be to discover salvation and accept Christ for the very first time. Others of you, you've done that, but you've never been baptized. Maybe that'd be your next step. For others, it would be to apply biblical habits to your life, like prayer and Bible study and making finances a priority in your life and becoming a part of a lift group that can encourage you. For others, it may be to recognize your spiritual gifting and how God has designed you to serve somewhere in the ministry. For others, you've done all that. I mean, you know more than what you've got time to do with, but you know what? You just haven't made the commitment To explore a place where you could actually utilize all that God's created you to do. And to actually make that commitment to serve somewhere and make a difference in somebody's life. Look, down deep inside, we all, I believe, understand that we were created with a purpose. Right? So I encourage you today to commit. To commit. To commit. And take that next step to figuring out what your role is in that purpose and then begin to live it out. I promise you, it'll be life-changing. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word that does light our path. It does give us the way that you would have us to go, Father, in all areas of our life, but especially in our spiritual lives. God, thank you for the vision that you have given us. Thank you for all that you have accomplished in the past. And, God, we look so forward to what you will do in the days, months, weeks, and years ahead. God, we know that you have a great vision for our church and for our lives as individuals. May we commit to what our role is in that. And it's in the name of Christ that we pray it and we ask it. And all God's people together said... Amen. Let's all stand together as we sing. We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.